Well, hello and welcome to this English lesson about describing things you like. As you go through life, there are things that you like. There are things you like doing and in English, there's unique ways to describe different experiences. There's unique ways to describe different things you do. In today's English lesson, I'm going to talk about how to describe a book that you liked reading, a movie, a TV show that you like, maybe a trip uh, and we'll also look of course at music. So, in this lesson, I'll give you some unique phrases. This English lesson is a little different than what I've done in the past. Instead of teaching just vocabulary words, I'll be teaching unique, cool, common, interesting phrases to describe different things that you like. I had to uh, stop myself from describing things you don't like because I'll save that for another lesson. So, in this lesson, uh, we'll just look at things you like and how to describe them. For those of you that are going to be taking an English test in the future, this will be a great lesson because often you need to describe something that you liked doing or something that you enjoyed. So, let's get started uh, with this lesson on describing things you like. We're gonna start with songs. So, in this lesson, I'm going to give you phrases that you can use to describe things you like and I'm going to put them into a couple of different categories, a few different categories actually. The first category uh, will be songs, songs and music and the first phrase would be, I like the beat. So, sometimes you like a song because the drummer and the bass guitarist, if it's a rock song, um, they just create a really good beat. The song, you can hear the drums. It makes you want to maybe tap your foot or maybe just kind of clap a little bit. Maybe you like to clap along. These are the things old people do. <laughs> maybe it makes you want to dance a little bit but you would just say, I like the beat or this song has a good beat. Oh, I like this song. I like the beat. This song has a good beat. So, I tried to get a picture of a drummer and a bass guitarist. Obviously, um, I'm talking about rock music but other types of music as well. You would be able to say, I like the beat. You might like the lyrics. You might enjoy a song because the lyrics are just really, really meaningful. When I say lyrics, I mean words and you can say that as well. You could say, oh, this is a great song. I like the lyrics. Or, this is a great song. I like the words. And of course, in English, you can always replace like with love if you want to emphasize it a little bit more. You could say, oh, I love the lyrics. This song has great lyrics. I love the lyrics. Or, you could say, I love the words. This song uh, is really meaningful to me. I love the words. You could also just express how the song makes you feel. So, a common way to describe a song would be to say, it makes me feel good. Oh, I like this song. It makes me feel good. When this song comes on the radio, (laughs) you can tell I'm old. I still listen to the radio. When this song comes on the radio, it makes me feel good. You could also just say, this song gives me a good feeling. I enjoy this song. It makes me feel good or I enjoy this song. It gives me a good feeling. There are a lot of songs that I like because they just Um, I don't know. They make me smile. They, it's like they lighten my mood a little bit. Uh, especially when I'm driving a long distance. It's good to have, uh, songs come on the radio that make me feel good. Sometimes there's a song that you like and you would describe it by saying, it's easy to sing along. Uh, 
when you have a song where you can clearly hear the lyrics and where the melody of the song is easy to remember, you might describe it as saying, oh, this is a great song. It's so easy to sing along. Remember in English, sometimes we add the word so to emphasize. This song is great. It's so easy to sing along or it's easy to sing along. Often when you are a child or when you're a kid, you will learn songs that are easy to sing along. Um maybe your parents or a teacher will say, okay, I'm going to teach you this song um while I sing and play my guitar. Please sing along. So, often for me, I enjoy um songs that are easy to sing along to but only if I'm by myself. So, if I'm driving by myself and a song comes on that's easy to sing along to, uh, I will sing but as I've mentioned before, I have trouble singing on key. Uh, if you said sing a C sharp, I I can't do that. <laughs> I don't know how to sing on key. You might also say it's a great dance song. We talked about this a little bit when I talked about a song having a good beat but you might just say, oh, this is a great dance song or um let's get out on the dance floor. This is a great dance song. So, a good dance song or great dance song will have a good beat. It will make you want to move. <laughs> this is as much dancing as I'm doing in the video uh but it will make you want to get up and move. So, when you hear a song um that just has a good beat and a fast beat usually, um it's a song where you would say it's a great dance song. And then you might have songs that you would describe by saying it brings back memories. So, there are a lot of songs that when I hear them, um I really enjoy them because they bring back memories. When a song brings back memories, it means that when you hear it, you think of a time when you were a teenager or you think of a time when you were younger uh or maybe you even think of a time a few years ago or just a month ago but a song that brings back memories is usually quite enjoyable to listen to. Um there's quite a few songs from the nineties and the early 2000s that when I hear them, they bring back memories of my time at university or the time when Jen and I were first married before we had kids. Um that was a time where we listened to a lot of music because I think we were just always doing things and having lots of fun. Children are fun. I'm not saying the fun stopped after we had kids but there are certainly songs that uh bring back memories. It's relaxing. So, you might have certain songs that you listen to because they just make you feel at peace. They just calm you down. You might say, oh, I like that song. It's so relaxing. Maybe you listen to classical music at night. Maybe that's the kind of music that you find very relaxing uh and so, you put on some classical music and you sit down uh and maybe you just think about your day and the music relaxes you. So, you might describe the song by saying, it's relaxing. Then we also have a funny little phrase in English where we say it it has a catchy tune or you might say it is a catchy tune. You could use both. So, you could say, ah, I love this song. It's it has a catchy tune. That means that when you hear it once or twice, um it's easy to remember maybe the chorus or it's easy really quickly to sing along. It's just a song that's really well written, really fun and enjoyable and you can remember and maybe whistle. 
Maybe you can whistle the tune later because it's catchy. It's very easy to remember. Books. Sometimes you read a book and you really, really like it and you might be asked uh, about the book. Someone might say, did you like the book and you want to be able to describe it. So, we're going to look at positive ways to describe a book. We're going to look at a few ways to describe books that you liked reading. So, interestingly here, I'm going to use either the present tense or the past tense. So, when we talk about books, you can you can use the present tense. Even if you read it last month, you can still say things like, oh, it's a real page turner. Did you read The Client by John Grisham? Yes, it's a real page turner. You could also flip to the past tense and say, yeah, it was a real page turner. So, again, you probably have figured it out already. When you say a book is a real page turner, it means that it's so exciting and good to read that you you flip the pages really quickly. Like, you read fast and um if you think about it like a cartoon, the person's just flipping pages really, really quickly. But certainly, a way to describe a good book in English would be to say, oh, it's a real page turner. Um, or again in the past tense, it was a real page turner. I did read the client. It was a real page turner. You could also say, I couldn't put it down. Okay. So, there are books that I read where I read one or two chapters and it's just not that interesting. But there are books like The Alchemist which many of you recommended that I read. Uh, a while ago, I did a survey on books people were reading. By the way, this is by a Brazilian author named Paulo Coelho. I think I'm pronouncing that right. It is a great book. So, I couldn't put it down. It meant that if I had an hour to read, I would usually read for more than an hour because it was so interesting and so fun to read. So, if you read a book that um you just want to read all day long and do nothing else, you would describe it by saying, I couldn't put it down. So, that's kind of in the past. In the present, you could just say, oh, I can't put it down. Um I'm reading a book right now by Paulo Coelho and I can't put it down. So, that would be a way to describe a book that's really good. We also will say, I read it cover to cover which is an interesting way to describe a book because for me, when I read a book, I always read the whole book. There are no books where I've read half the book and stopped reading it. I almost okay, that's a lie. Bob the Canadian just lied to you. There are very few books that I haven't finished reading but you could say this. You could say, oh, I read The Martian by Andy Weir. I read it cover to cover. It was a really, really good book. By the way, I do like this book. If you are learning English, I think it's a great book to read. It does have some swear words in it. You need to be aware of that but uh, I definitely, uh, I read it cover to cover. When someone says that about a book, it's a very positive thing. It means that it is a very good book. And then we have this phrase. I know this sounds kind of funny. It's a good book or it was a good book. You can use the present or past. Um it's kind of a funny thing, isn't it? It's a good book. It's such a basic phrase but it's very, very common, okay? If I was to say, um oh, did you read The Humans by Matt Haig? Yeah, it's a good book. Um oh, I read it last week. It was a great book. It was a good book. So, we do just in a basic way talk about books. That's why there's a website called goodreads.com. I don't know if you know about that but it's a website where people say whether a book was good or not. 
So, uh, a basic description but still very, very common. And then we have, I read it in one sitting. So, there might be a book that's just so fun and so amazing and so exciting to read that you sat down and you read the whole book in one sitting. This is rare. I did not do this with The Hobbit. The book is way too thick. It's too long for that but uh definitely um a thinner book. Like, if you read The Pearl by John Steinbeck, um that's a fairly thin book and it's really enjoyable and you could sit and read it in one sitting. Obviously, if you say a book, uh it was so good, I read it in one sitting. It means it's a good book because it was so exciting, you could not stop reading it. Hey, let's talk a little bit about movies and TV and how to describe them in a positive way. We often watch movies in our house and we watch a lot of television as well and so, there are certain ways to describe movies and TV and we usually talk about what happens in the show or in the movie. So, let's start with it's action packed. So, again with movies, you can talk about it in the present or the past. So, the Fast and the Furious movies, they are action packed. You would say this movie it was action packed or it's action packed. I watched the Fast and the Furious. It's action packed. Action in a movie involves car chases or gunfights or anything that's fast and exciting. Maybe someone's getting chased around a city. So, I would say the Fast and the Furious, if I was to describe it, I would say it's action packed. When some when we describe something in English as being packed, it means it's it's full of that thing. So, this would basically mean the movie is full of action and I don't know if you've watched these movies. They're definitely action packed for sure. Now, at the other end of the spectrum, we have movies that are real tear jerkers. So, any kind of movie that we would describe as a tear jerker is a movie that would make you cry. Maybe it's a love story. Maybe it's a story of uh someone who's loses their pet and they find them back a year later but anytime uh um anytime a story causes you to almost cry, we would say it's a tearjerker. The notebook is a bit of a tearjerker. I don't know if you've watched it. By the way, I think tearjerker is supposed to have a dash in it. You might wanna check that before you use that. There might be a small mistake there. I was on the edge of my seat. So, whenever you watch a movie that's incredibly exciting, you would say I was on the edge of my seat. When I saw the movie Twister, It's a movie about tornadoes and people chasing tornadoes and it's just crazy and it has really good special effects. I was on the edge of my seat. It doesn't mean you actually sat on the edge of your seat but it means you were the movie was so exciting that it's like you were um instead of relaxing like instead of watching the movie, you were more like totally engaged and totally interested. I was on the edge of my seat. So, we use the word worthy sometimes and with Netflix in particular because you can watch one show after another. You can binge watch shows. So, when you binge watch, it means you sit down and watch like eight in a row or ten in a row. We sometimes say a show is binge worthy if we really like it. So, I watched the Marvel series Loki last spring and I would say it's binge worthy. It was really fun to watch. I like 
those types of movies. It was very exciting. It was a little bit action packed as well but a different kind of action. Um but we would say it's binge worthy. So, it's worthy of sitting down and watching more than one episode after another. Definitely Loki I thought was uh binge worthy for sure. It was a very fun series to watch. And sometimes we have what's called a feel good movie. I don't know if you've watched the movie Babe. It's an older movie. It's the story of a little pig who grows up on a farm and the farmer's really fun and the farmer sings a song at one point and it almost makes me cry but it's a movie where you are happy when you are watching it. It's a movie where you just it's a feel good movie. It literally means exactly what it says. It makes you feel good. And in English, we take that and we turn it into a descriptor or adjective for the movie and we say, babe is a feel good movie. Or you could say it was a feel good movie. Yeah, I watched it. Oh, it was a feel good movie. So, it made you feel good. Just looking where I am here. You might just say that a TV show is hilarious. So, if you've ever watched The Office, now mind you, it's a it's a unique kind of humor. Um it might not be to your taste but I thought The Office was hilarious or I could say it's hilarious. The show is just really really funny. So, when you watch a TV show or movie that's really funny, you might say it's hilarious. I, I still laugh when I watch this. I'm wor- I I think sometimes though some of the humor is getting a bit old. So, I'm not sure younger people would find it hilarious. We use the word worthy as well when a movie is just so well made we think it might win an award. So, the award show for movies is called the Oscars. You can win a little statue of a man for directing or acting or the music. But before the Oscars happen, there are movies where people would describe them by saying, oh, it's Oscar worthy. Oh, he it was an Oscar worthy performance or that movie is Oscar worthy. This means that we think that movie is so good that it should win an award. And then we have must see. When you say a movie is a must see, this is a little bit like the term feel good. You can figure out what it means when you say it's a must see. It means that you should go see it. When I saw Iron Man, I said to my brother, oh, it's a great movie. It's a must see. That means that you should go and see it. Don't miss it. Um go to the theater and watch it or maybe rent it when it comes out on a DVD. Certainly, don't wait till it comes out on Netflix someday. It's a must see. So, go to the theater, buy a ticket and go and see that movie. Sports. So, when you describe sports, I'm mostly going to be describing uh actually watching a game. Not necessarily in person. It could also be on television. But uh when you see a really really good game, it's fun to be able to describe it. So, the first description would be this. It was a nail biter. So, people sometimes bite their nails when they're nervous. We describe a game where the score is really really close especially at the end of the game as a nail biter. It doesn't mean you're actually biting your nails because you're nervous but when your team is winning by one point, And then the other team ties it up. And then the other team is winning by one point and then your team ties it up. And when that continues, we say it's a real nail biter or it was a real nail biter. It was a game where 
It was exciting to watch but you were also worried that your team was going to lose the whole time because the score was so close. Uh you could also say it was a roller coaster. So, maybe your team is winning at the beginning and then they're losing at halftime and then they're winning um towards the end and then at the very end they lose. So, you were happy and then sad and happy and then sad. We say it's like a roller coaster. A roller coaster is a ride at an amusement park where you sit in a little car on a track and it goes up and down. So, you can see your emotions during the game go up and down and we describe the game by saying it was a roller coaster. You might just say it was thrilling. Thrilling uh is a pretty common word when talking about a sports uh game. You would say, ah, oh, that game was thrilling. That was an amazing game. It was thrilling. I wanted to put this word in as well because I know it's a little bit difficult for English learners to say. So, let me say it one more time. It was thrilling. It was thrilling. Let's talk a little bit about trips and experiences. The next few phrases are phrases you don't use very often in life but they are very common after doing something amazing or going on an amazing trip and I talked about one of them earlier. It was it was a once in a lifetime experience. So, there is probably a trip that you've either done or that you are going to do and you'll probably only do it once in your life. I went to South Africa many years ago on a school trip and I would say it was a once in a lifetime experience. That means I'm probably not going again. It means that it was a very enjoyable trip. I just really really liked it. It was beautiful to see the country of South Africa and if someone asked me, hey, did you have a good trip? I would say, oh, it was a once in a lifetime experience. So, again, not a phrase you use that often. Maybe just once in a lifetime but a phrase used to describe um usually a trip but other things as well. Like if maybe you went to a Beyonce concert, you might say, oh, it was a once in a lifetime experience. We bought f- uh we were in the tenth row. We spent a lot of money on the tickets. It was an amazing show. It was a once in a lifetime experience. You could also say it was the thrill of a lifetime. Maybe you've jumped out of a plane with a parachute And it was very exciting and you had a lot of fun doing it. Uh maybe it was uh like your adrenaline. You had an adrenaline rush. That means your body physically reacts and you get excited. You could say it was the thrill of a lifetime. You could also say it was a thrill of a lifetime. You could switch the article there but I would say it was the thrill of a lifetime. So, something that was super super exciting. It was a dream come true. So, if I was able to go to the city of Paris and if I was able to visit for a month, I would probably describe it by saying it was a dream come true. I went to Paris last year. I stayed for a whole month. It was a dream come true. So, all of us have dreams. Um when you sleep, you have dreams but you can also have dreams about what you want to do in life. Maybe you want to visit Canada. And if you visited Canada when you went back home, you could say, oh, it was a dream come true. I saw Niagara Falls. I saw the Rocky Mountains. It was a dream come true. And again, this isn't just for trips. You could use it to describe an experience as well. Maybe you had front row tickets to a Toronto Raptors game and you saw a basketball game live. Um you could say, oh, it was a dream come true. It's something I always wanted to do. It was a dream come true. You could also say, 
I had the time of my life. I have this picture here because I always thought it would be fun to go to Times Square in New York on New Year's Eve. I've never done it but if I was able to do that, I think when I got home, I would say to people, you know what? It was great. I had the time of my life. There was music. There was dancing. There was uh there were fireworks. Um I had the time of my life. So, basically, you're saying it was one of the most enjoyable things that you've done in your life. And we have the phrase, it was a night to remember. So, oddly, I don't think we have the phrase, it was a day to remember. We would probably just say the day was memorable but we do have the phrase, it was a night to remember. A lot of times, this is used for uh like a wedding, a wedding celebration. So, often in North America, people get married in the afternoon and they have a party later in the evening called a reception and it's usually a very enjoyable time for the bride and groom and they might describe it later as saying, oh, it was a night to remember. It was just so beautiful. It was a night to remember. Now, again, you can use this for other experiences as well. Maybe you went to a really beautiful concert and after the concert, you can say, oh, you know, it was a night to remember. It was just really, really beautiful. I really, really enjoyed myself. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash Bob the Canadian.